on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Local folks beware, it's open season on business hours. YouTube announced it's adding time to skippable ads. X is going the extra stream yard with the new integration for live streamers. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned Digital marketing news, but let's get specific Digital ads, SEO and analytics Social media and more Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform With new shows every Friday We give you the news with sass and puns And definitely high takes Thank you for tuning in You know what time it is it's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhel. AKA Shep. I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Greg Finn. And it's officially marketing o'clock. Here on December 22nd, 2023. And before <laughs> we get into all the digital marketing news of the week, what's happening with you, Shep? First of all, you didn't put the date in the prep notes, so <laughs> I don't blame myself. Second of all, um, just going to get out ahead of this. I have stains all over this shirt. I'm truly a disaster. We were talking about my coffee stains last week. It's not getting any better. Now Nine I have stains, stains on my shirt. Yep. Yep. It's just not good. I think they're from water, so that's my life. You have a little uh, kombucha stain there. <sighs> it's clear. That's why I drink it. Third, um, I don't know if you heard, but I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. And we're going through this really interesting phase with my toddler right now where at least once a day, she's in the kitchen. I, I'll hear her from the next room. She opens the garbage can and goes, not this. And she's found something in the garbage that she's uh. upset that we threw away. And it'll be like, so, you know, in the beginning, maybe I threw away like a random piece of artwork that was just like a piece of paper covered in paint. Sure. Sorry. My mistake. Second time, there would be like these toy pom-poms that she pulled off of decorative items that have no use and she finds them in the garbage and is beside herself (laughs) that I threw them away. Um, Gummy bears that she spit out on the floor. Wow. And they like had debris on them from the floor. I want these. I'm like, no, you don't. You spit them out. She reached a new low the other day. I come. First of all, I was in the bathroom. I walk out. Not this. Not this string. It was a red string. I'll put a picture of it in the show notes. Like, I have no idea where it came from, like an ornament or something. You need a childproof uh, garbage can. I guess so. People on TikTok are telling me that I need to, like, bury it under paper towels or, like, Mm. put it in the outside garbage. I don't have that kind of time. It's everything. Yeah. You just need to tell her to stop going in there. And then I'll try to blame my husband. I'm like, you know, your dad threw away your (laughs) He listens to this show, (laughs) by the way. You just outed him. Oh, he knows. But she always knows it's me because he doesn't clean, you know? Wow. 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 So it's been fun. Thoughts and prayers when he hears this. Yeah. All right. And this week's show is brought to you by us. Woohoo. If you are looking for a PPC audit, we got you covered. Head on over to audit.marketingoclock.com and you will get a free complimentary 30-minute audit by yours truly. I'll run through your account, check out, make sure that you've got all your conversions set up properly, some areas where you can improve, some things that you might not have thought about in your accounts themselves. I've done quite a bit of these. I 
can usually get you quite a bit of information in just 30 minutes time and it's completely free if you take it throw it in the trash next to a red piece of string when you're done with it i don't care you can call <laughs> us you can hire us i would care that'd be nice but i don't care what you do with it if you want a second set of eyes from yours truly i promise you you will be leaving with something that is a tangible takeaway that can help you make your accounts better and there is a limitation if you're under five thousand dollars and spend a month we're probably going to tell you not to be on google ads or it's just it's sad so um if you're looking for some help new year new you more work for me if you want to make give me more work go ahead and do it audit.marketingoclock.com and first up in the news this week from nine to five google there is a new article called youtube will start showing fewer but longer ads on tvs in other news you can now watch blippy on hbo max i don't know if you heard but i'm a I've mom i've never watched i know blippy. Sponge, did you watch any Spongebob? Um, not yet. I really, like, don't like cartoons since I, I was either. a kid. I don't like, like, the gross stuff they show, like, when oh. an eyeball has veins in it. See, I don't want to see that. that. Drool. Mm. I don't want to see mm. that. That's the best part. How's he drooling under the sea? Wouldn't it just mix in with the water? How is there snow under the sea? None of it makes sense. Yeah, I can't. I just can't get with it. I mean, you're talking about a show where there's a <laughs> squirrel living under the sea in a dome. Yeah, Sandy Cheeks. Yeah. I mean, at least she's in a dome. <laughs> Does I she wear... I love when they come out of the water and go into the earth and they wear the bubble like on their head and it's full of water. That always makes me happy. It doesn't make any sense. That's the whole point. It's creative. Do you, ever, do you watch Spongebob? I've never seen Spongebob in English. I've seen it in other languages. She That's is such an enigma. the answer I've ever heard in my life. And I bet that the language she heard it in wasn't even like just Spanish. I bet she no. watched it in like Italian. Two hours later. YouTube has now announced that for the sake of quote, better streaming experience, it will lessen how many ads you see on TV, but they are going to get longer. So this is specifically for people watching on a TV app like Google TV, a Roku streaming device or smart TV. It's not gonna affect people on their phone or tablet or anything like that. The option to skip, which currently comes after five to 10 seconds, could now take up to a minute to be able to skip based on Google's demo. But after that longer ad is viewed, fewer ad breaks will be seen throughout the entire video. YouTube said that this is based on a survey of viewers so that they would prefer if ads were grouped together instead of split throughout the video. Okay, that's incorrect. It's based on, they must be making more money. They're gonna be able to get TV commercial spends on YouTube. Yeah. That's what it's based on. I don't care what they said there, that's the reality. If you can say, I've got a 30 second or a 60 second commercial, I'm running it on NBC, I wanna take it, I'm gonna get more placements on YouTube, on TVs themselves, that's why, not this fake survey they said. And I totally agree with you, but I can't lie, I think I'm gonna like this change. Oh, I'm gonna hate it. I hate it when it's forever to get to something. But. You're doing it, you're pressing one button. Like I lose the remote every time it's not a commercial break anymore and then I have to find it again. I think that's gonna be nice. I would rather skip one ad after 10 seconds than three after five, personally. Well, you don't even get to skip these though. You, you no. The option oh, okay. to skip, which currently comes after five to te 10 oh, seconds, could, could now take okay. up to a minute. Yeah, I guess a minute is long. Depending on the video though, it's always like somebody's got to get up off the couch because we lost the remote every time a new ad comes on. And I'm sorry, just to make this about being a mom again. Parents who have like Miss Rachel on, it's just 
that the reason it's so genius and she's so rich is because you just have it like running and your kid is like now playing and doing different things, but nobody goes and turns off the TV. So the fact that there's going to be fewer ads to go in and skip, I'm happy. And I also think YouTube is going to make more money because parents aren't skipping those ads personally. Are you, you're a Roku, not Fire TV. Yes. Okay. I was going to give you a a life hack. What? You can get, because I, my son lost my TV remote. That's what I was going to say. Or the kid loses the remote and you then you can't skip. Fire TV remote, you can pay an extra like five or ten bucks and get one. You can just have Alexa ring it for you. And it makes That's noise. That's nice. Really nice. Roku has one on the phone, but we have like two different Wi-Fi networks and it never works. It's a disaster. Your lives are so complicated. I know. <laughs> More devices to solve problems. With current devices. Yeah. That's anyway, crazy. personally, and I just think kids these days don't even know what it was like. Like, you used to be watching a show. That was when you went to the bathroom. Yeah. That was when you made your popcorn. Mm-hmm. That was when you got up, did a little stretch, and came back. I miss the commercial breaks, and I'm excited about this change. Another part of this story, YouTube shorts on TV will also start to show ads. Who's watching YouTube shorts on TV? I don't know. Again, I'm happy about this change. I think we're going to get better quality ads because they're going to be made for TV. Yeah. I'm excited about it. We'll see what happens. I'm not excited as a user. I'm excited as a marketer, I, I would say, especially mm-hmm. if you spend a lot of money on traditional stuff. Like, that's huge, especially these f- folks that like are local and things like that. If you know you're going to be able to see, have more of your video scene, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. And that's a big deal. six seconds is not enough time to deliver a message. But that's the world we live in. What else is happening, Greg? Okay, your news was from 9 to 5 Google. Might as well be 12 (laughs) to 12 Google after this update because Joy Hawkins had a post back on December 7th. And she said, well, the news is out. The new ranking factor we're seeing that has a massive impact on ranking is ours. Again, this is local. Uh, She has a great- Ours with an H. I thought she was saying it was mine when I was just listening. Oh, no, no. Hours <laughs> with an H. Yep. And she has a look at, in the city of Orlando, a bunch of different uh, locations and whether they show up in the uh, local results when they're closed. Many of them do not. And then when they're open, you can see that the majority of them are showing up and showing up in, the, in, in a top placement there. So she had asked Danny Sullivan what was going on with that. Uh, about a week later, she asked again. Is it seemed like it was picking up, at least according to, to Joy. And Danny Sullivan on his at search liaison X handle says, the team tells me we've long used, quote, openness, end quote, as part of our local ranking systems. And it recently became a stronger signal for non-navigational queries. This might change in various ways as we continue to evaluate the usefulness of it, however. And... One of the first comments I saw was from Sherry Benelli at Sherry Benelli on X. Sherry says, just wait. Every business will switch their hours to 24-7. Even brick and mortars that aren't open 24-7. This will cause shopping issues, major mistake, and not a good user search experience for people looking for different types of businesses. Please reconsider at search liaison. And Danny says, yes, I passed that feedback to the team already. I wouldn't recommend businesses do this, given the ranking signal may continue to be adjusted. And one funny thing was we've we have some business page for Marketing Clock somewhere. 
It's always been 24 <laughs> seven, the page. It's like, yeah, you can listen. Cause we're like, you can mm-hmm. listen yeah. whenever you feel like it. Like we had to just put that in. And then Morty Oberstein saw it and thought we did it like on purpose. Oh. But, but it's like, no, it's just a podcast. You listen to whatever you want. So he's like he's laughing, thinking we did it to yeah. get local, whatever. But um, I do think this will probably denigrate a little bit. Is that, is that a word? Denigrate? I think it's Nicole? a word. I don't know You're if you used it right. That sounds right. No, degrade is what came up. Degrade is not a word. Okay. <laughs> I... I know I've said this in the past. I have nothing in the day. I need a break. Running on, running on empty. Okay. So anyway, I just got to close down. Disappear from the world. Yeah, I got to go uh, a, a zero zero <laughs> instead of twenty four seven. Um. So I would assume that this would stop working as effectively because people are just gonna fake everything, mm-hmm. like we did. But you can uh, you can X me anytime and I'll respond twenty four seven. Yeah. So. If you're seeing any um, drop in your local traffic or your my business um, views or anything like that, and you have very poor hours, maybe you need to be open more and do that. But don't just say you're open 24-7, have people come to your store. That is like the worst thing you can do. Never do anything for Google specifically. Do it for your customers. Be open 24-7 for your customers. I don't care. Just don't fake it and don't fake your hours. All right, what you got, Nicole? All right, so quick announcement. X is integrating with StreamYard for live stream broadcasts, enabling you to display X comments in live streams. So StreamYard is a live stream management platform, and this kind of fits with Elon's view that X should be able to compete with every other video platform in all aspects. So Yeah, and I was just talking to uh, Julie Baccini about this. I don't think she'll care that I said this. But like X is like really the only thing like going now for like audio sharing. Remember when everybody was just pivoting towards yeah. Clubhouse? Like Clubhouse is a feature. Everybody's doing it. Like that was the next thing. It was it's a like, Bruno 19 phase. It was, but yeah. nobody stuck with that, which mm-hmm. is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like you could have that on LinkedIn. Like why doesn't LinkedIn have that? Because I feel like people weren't using it anywhere. But think of a better group than the suckers over on LinkedIn, which I'm going to be one of them in 2024. <laughs> see you over there soon. Um, they could like go and have like little, you know, huddles or whatever you want to call them, like little chats on LinkedIn. I feel like that is an audience built for that crap. They're too busy hustling. Yeah. That's true. But don't you think that they have enough time to talk about their hustle? Like in a. (laughs) Instead of write about it in like a 2000 word. Yeah. And every one of them is going to be like out on the street, maximize (laughs) my time, but I still got to make my LinkedIn space. Right? <laughs> Sounds like you're going to be joining. Everybody's them. got a tie on the top, but like sweatpants on the bottom, so you can't see. Mm. Not looking like they're doing work. <laughs> Hopefully, there's no Jeffrey Tubin in there. Um, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, but they're I feel not like doing it. Should do that. Yeah. Well, they, they wouldn't need the tie because it's it's audio only. You wouldn't need the tie on the top. You know. It's mm, true. But I actually think this is great for X to potentially compete with like a Twitch or Mm -hmm. YouTube streaming, something like that. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from the one, the only, the Anthony Higman. Higman at Anthony Higman on X. Can we have a new... Category for Claxers next year. 
Anthony's tweet of the year? Worst match of the year. <laughs> oh, I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's tight good. One between Google and Microsoft. It's still 2023, yeah. but we already recorded them. Yeah, well, this, we'll count this for next year. Okay. So Anthony Higman says, Google, please conser- confirm that search queries are just completely fabricated now. And he has a match for the keyword DUI. DUI. The term that matched DUI was two, T-W-O. Exact match to the keyword DUI. And Anthony Hickman goes on to say, I'm going to count to three. One, DUI, three. Can I make a bad joke? Yeah. It's the matching drunk. Maybe Google's just reading their mind and they really are too impaired to even type, let alone drive. And it knows what we don't, you know? giving them a lot of credit it's terrible it's just like the stuff like this juxtaposed with the fact that if you need to contact support many times it's going to cost you 50 dollars now like this is i know i say it all the time this is the stuff that really really is taking advantage of small businesses where you don't have a rep you have to pay to even talk to somebody at Google. And now you're shelling out 50 bucks to go dispute the fact that DUI, which is driving under the influence, isn't the same as TWO, which is a freaking number. <laughs> I like how you spelled it out. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's just disheartening. It's sad. But it is the state of where we are. It's a clever match. Mm-hmm. And how do we figure out how to shake the cushions when you need some support? Um, you know what? Maybe in 2024, Google is going to invest in more human support for people. That is my prediction. Okay. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Lawrence Chassis at L Chassis on X. He saw a notification in his Google Ads account this week that says, implement consent for ads personalization. You are not providing EEA and user consent signals required for ad personalization features. Take action before March 2024 or your campaign performance will be impacted. A lot of people saw this in their account this week, but this is something you should pay attention to. Lawrence tweeted and said, reminder, if you do any remarketing or personalization, this needs to be set up before March 2024. So it says performance will be impacted. I feel like they just wouldn't let your ads run, remarketing ads, but you should definitely do it if you're doing remarketing. Thanks, Lawrence. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. All right, and this week's Lightning Round is once again brought to you by us. But we can help you out. We can help you hit some of those 2024 marketing resolutions I feel like one thing that needs to be on every marketer's, every webmaster, every business owner's resolution list is saving that UA data. And we had a handful of clients, all of our clients, we needed to figure out ways to save their UA data. And we came up with a great process where we can take the data, export everything, keep it in a raw file for our clients, and then we've got custom looker studio reports that mimic 
what you would see within Google Ads. So conversion, source, uh, geography, anything that you can think of um, that is what you would find in a standard UA report, we are pulling into Looker Studio. And we decided we're doing this mainly for our clients, but if anybody else wants it out there, there's a nominal fee. I mean, I guess it's not nominal, but your data is definitely yeah. worth more than this. It's a, it, Because it is manual, we have to go through, we have to export, we have to load everything up. It's uh, $14.95, and that's $1,495. It's not under 15 bucks <laughs> uh, because we pay actual people In to this do economy? This. But you will get all of your data, and you will have it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It will never go away, even though it goes away in platform in 2024. So we can help you keep all of your UA data and if you are interested in it, there's a video talking about what it looks like. There's a demo, a sample, so you can see what the Looker Studio Report actually looks like. And it's uadataextract.com. That's uadataextract.com, uadataextract.com. And we can at least help you check that one little box off that everybody needs to get done before July. Get it done now uadataextract.com. First up in the paid universe this week, Thomas Assel is back with another positive Google Ads update. He's just a joy to follow. He's massive on LinkedIn. Yes. He's one of our must-follows of 2023, so make sure you listen to our PPC must-follow list um, episode if you didn't listen to it. Not a ton of blowback on that either, that list. Of people who were like mad they're not included. Anytime there's a list, everybody freaks out. We are successfully two years out of two years with nobody freaking out. I mean, I'm not on the list. I'm pretty mad. Yeah, me either. Tweeted like three times. I made this list. <laughs> so this week, Thomas on LinkedIn again is talking about a big new PMAX update. He says he's seeing for the first time device metrics for PMAX campaigns populated with data. So you can see for mobile, computer, tablet, and TV with conversion data on the campaign level. Um, and asked if anyone else had noticed this too. So this was something I actually remember doing a PMAX episode like years ago. And I was talking about like little sneaky things you could do in, um, I think it was in UA at the time. And I was like, you can see device and like somebody, Andrea Cruz or Manahamani, one of the big PMAXers was like, you can see it in Google ads if you add a segment. So you could do it with the segment, but this is really nice to be able to see it in your PMAX campaign. And hopefully you could add segments to this. I haven't seen it in my account, so I don't know, but definitely a good find. And next up from Thomas Assel, ever heard of him? He says, news spotted that the multi-format ad selection, so for in-stream, in-feed, and shorts, is now directly showing inside the campaign settings. This is for YouTube ads. If you don't do YouTube ads, or even if you do, like me reading this is going to be very confusing because they make this so confusing. But this makes me think that Google might like listen to our show and care about us because I've been complaining about this. Ginny did listen to our show. (laughs) Depending on the subtype you pick affects or the goal you pick Mm -hmm. affects the subtype or I could be getting that backwards and then that affects the type of ads you can use. But that's not clear when you set up the campaign. So if someone's like me and a novice and doesn't do a lot of YouTube ads, they have to like set it up and then they find out they can't use the ad format they want to use and they have to go back or the bid strategy they want to use. They have to trash it and start over. So anyway, if you are a YouTube advertiser, I guess tune in. If not, tune out. And and (laughs) when I say they like we released the episode of top PPC folks, I think Jenny actually listens to the show every week. Let us know, Jenny. Jenny. (laughs) But she said, 
in response to our, our top list, because she made the list, she said, thanks for including me. I will say that the marketers listed here and the spirit of the community as a whole are a big part of why I care deeply about this role, dash, dash. Definitely better than, quote, working in a coal mine, end quote, Greg. Greg. So she definitely at least listened to that episode. I'll double down. I'll triple down on that. I'd rather work in a coal mine than be the last liaison. <laughs> but that's but why I, we but love that's Jenny. Why we love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love you, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. And thanks, Thomas. I felt a little bad, though. <laughs> but I true. feel like she knows like what true. you mean. You meant it as a compliment. Like she is doing hard work. Yeah, I kind of meant that that job is a bad one. But she's doing, she's doing it out of the kindness of her heart. I mean, I'm assuming the paycheck helps. But she's a good person. She's a great person. She's the best person. Yes. When we talk about Google, we're not talking about Jenny. No, never. That's what I'm saying. So he says, Thomas, this means that we might soon directly select from the campaign settings which video ad format we want to use. That would be so amazing. Yes. Let's hope he's right. Let us know if you see this in your account. I hope it's rolling out everywhere. We don't have a ton of news this week because it's the holidays. Campaign setup in Google Ads is more confusing and worse than it's ever been. And you never think about it because unless you're starting an account from scratch, you like rarely set up a campaign from scratch because you're copying and pasting an editor. And then you have to go back to train someone and you're like... And I was doing that. I was training Bailey, our new hire here. Listen, shout out Bailey. And we're going through and we're like, we couldn't set this up. We couldn't get the exact placements one. And then we're going to set up conversions. And I don't know if something was broken on the computer. We couldn't set any conversions as secondary. So we had to set every conversion up as primary. And then we had to go, once it was saved through, go back through to do a secondary. And I'm like, this is just what, what life is going to be like, Bailey. You just have to figure out how to get it done mm-hmm. because nobody knows. Like, mm-hmm. I thought you could just set it up as a secondary. He could on one computer. On one computer, we couldn't. Ridiculous. It's terrible. Terrible. Not terrible, Anthony Higman. This is a... Higman! I think you missed something here. I think I found something that you didn't. Let me know. So Anthony Higman tweeted this week, X this week, Google is now putting headlines in copy in ad copy description text without telling anyone. And then he says, so I guess nothing matters anymore. Anthony, this is a really tough time of year. We love you. Like, reach out to us, okay? It's going to be okay. Okay, so let's get into the receipt here. As always, he provides one. He has headlines in his campaign. I have to expand this one second because it's small in my notes. Okay, so he has an example of the ad he is setting up in his account. Couple of headline examples are AdSquire dash legal ad experts and help qualify real-time leads. This is small. I'm really sorry, people. Then he has a picture of the live ad in his account. Headline is Anthony Hickman, AdSquire CEO. Description is... Oh, you didn't catch me on that. Is this where you think you got me? AdSquire, legal ads experts. Anthony was just named as one of the top 50 most influential paid search experts worldwide. He was. But you didn't... So you did see it? I did see it. Oh. So he was in here updating the ad because he was on our episode. Again, make sure you don't miss it. Yeah. And and looking at some of the headlines, too, he's got free PPC audits, too. Get one from him. Get one from us. Yeah. AdSquire.com. Mm-hmm. 
If you look at the descriptions in here, that is not one of the descriptions. AdSquire legal ads experts. They took a headline and put it in the description line. Then he has another ad live in the SERPs that has a description line, I'm using air quotes, high quality real-time leads, which again, he put in as a headline. So they're just messing around with things. And then it includes his description about being included in our episode. So thanks, Anthony. Um, but this is what I'm saying, Anthony. You are one of the top 50 most influential PPC follows, and you do matter. You do, this whole show Nothing like, matters anymore. This whole show is a Higman show. We wouldn't even have a show without you, Higman. You matter, Higman. Higman. Then he followed up. He has a screenshot from Google Ads, just hammering it all home, um, that says... You can use ad variations to conduct AP, AB and multivariate creative tests. Remember, a key to conducting an effective creative test is to ensure there's enough serving volume to get an accurate read on the impact of the change. And he says, to my point above, smaller advertisers don't have the budget for Google to be testing and changing ad variations and for them to get accurate read on the impact of these changes. Additionally, we can't see the impact of these changes with responsive search ads. Thank you. But they can just test around all they want and not tell us what they're doing. Yeah. And and if you're telling somebody this is a headline, maybe use it as a headline. Can you be honest with people about what you're doing? If you want to just call it an asset, an ad asset, call it that. Don't and call it a headline. If you're doing some kind of a test, can't you do it with PMAX where people are already opting in to like do whatever you want with their ads? Why would you use my RSA? I mean, that's, that's, I, I am not going to win pro Google market of the year 2023. I just know it already, but I don't understand how you can charge money for a specific product. I want an ad. This is my headline. Here's another headline. Here's another one. Here are my descriptions. And all of a sudden you take your descriptions and you put them to the headline. That's fraudulent behavior mm -hmm. that is disingenuous it is inaccurate it's deceptive and deceiving next up from barry schwartz and seroundtable.com this is a post called crazy long google ads description in search barry says the limit google ads has for description is 90 characters not 90 words this one is 660 characters 600 times more so he's an incredibly fast talker, an incredibly fast writer, and an incredibly fast mather. Incredibly bad at math. <laughs> 660? Nine times 600 is not 660. One I times 600 it. is like closer. I support it. Keep doing your thing, Barry. I, I say you stick to the incredibly fast talking, Barry. <laughs> math is our thing. Don't take our ground. So he has an example from someone says, uh, someone named Punnett on Mastodon. I'm not on there, so I don't know their handle or anything. Um, you got to see it to believe it. It is an ad with a paragraph of text as a description. It's kind of unbelievable. It looks like they just put all the headlines and descriptions you would give in an RSA in our, yeah. together in just, one paragraph. Yeah. Well, someone cracked the code, so just hold on there. It was like a bug when they're trying to take the description, move it to the headline. <laughs> all of a sudden, all the descriptions came in at once. Guess who figured out what happened? Let me guess, Anthony Hagman. Ever heard of him? Hagman? He says, hey, Barry, not a bug. Drew from their team at DC Digital US. Drew Cannon, shout out. Spotted this on Monday. It looks like it's two headlines, one description, and 16 call-out <laughs> assets. <laughs> Must be part of the small test. 
We're seeing all kinds of crazy ad variations all over the SERPs recently. This is a, I guess it depends what industry you're in, but like, this is a crazy time of year to do a test like that too. Like, are you kidding? Like people make up their whole year in e-com and you're just going to mess with ads right now. Great. Use as many call-outs as you can, people. (laughs) That's the takeaway. Next up from Search Engine Land, this is an article about the state of support in Google Ads. Um, So during a live PPC chat Q&A on X last week, Ginny Marvin addressed concerns about support being phased out. She said she is very aware of questions and concerns about the topic. Quote, support isn't being phased out, but changes are being made. Yes, more humans. They have long been challenged. There have long been challenges on this front, as everyone is likely aware. I've talked about this before, but support was one of the areas I wanted to understand better when I joined. I can, do. Can, I need a timeout. Twenty second. <laughs> I like the fact Ginny knows can't Ginny as prior to his roles run campaigns is an active PPC person. The fact that she didn't say she wanted to improve is telling she uh, the, the sentence was but support was one of the areas i wanted to understand better when i joined what do you want to understand it sucks it's terrible do you not understand that i feel like she's not allowed to say i that. know she's not allowed to say she's that. aware of question she's not aware oh, that it's a disaster yeah <laughs> then again she said quote i do think support is an area where llms and google ai will be able to make big strides in improving experiences that's not happening yet, but work is underway. Stay tuned. And I couldn't disagree more. Imagine trying to talk to an AI about the fact that your description is now showing in your headline. They, not, not only did, did, did Google not announce that, there's no reference for it to get learning from. It's never going to understand that, ever. They already do that where they like you try to get help online and they just try to send you to help center articles. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, your product is broken. Yeah, and if you actually are trying to implement AI properly, implement it on your matching. Two is not DUI. DUI is not two. Yeah. So I guess people are, throughout this chat, people took away that it's not going away for free. You won't have to spend $50 every time. I really hope that that's true. And that's it for paid. What's happening in organic? All right, non to organic. First up from Mike Ryan, usually reported from the paid side of things, said enhanced conversions hashed 1PPII or first party personally identifiable information has come to GA4. Google Ads will be a consumer of the GA4 data, not the other way around, which is pretty interesting. And in the analytics um, help document, it says, in addition to the privacy sandbox integrations in the next few weeks, we'll start introducing the support for enhanced conversions in Google Analytics 4. The v- and then it goes on to say, it supplements marketers' existing conversion tags and allows them to have a more accurate view of user conversions using hashed first-party conversion data from their website. With this new capability, you'll be able to more seamlessly use enhanced conversions by sending them from Google Analytics 4 to Google Ads. So interesting bit of news there. Also interesting over on YouTube by way of Glenn Gabe on X. Glenn says, interesting. 
YouTube launches free subscription offer to boost channel growth. And Nicola Agus, also on our top 50 PPC list, um, says, this promotion is designed to give viewers a taste of the benefits offered by subscribing to your channel. Once they recognize the value, there's potential for them to upgrade to full paying members. And this is covered in full over on searchengineland.com. She says, if you want to see if your account is eligible, you need to make sure that you have channel memberships enabled on your account. You need to offer a membership tier below $5, and then you can go up into the dollar sign icon, choose membership gifting, and then you can gift five memberships for free. All right, and a point that not a lot of people are talking about, but Azim at Azim Digital on X is, um, he says, I'm not sure of the best way to phrase this, and this is genuinely meant as a concern rather than a criticism, but the fact that our friends and colleagues in the USA have access to SGE for a while and us in the UK don't, I fear it puts us much further behind industry developments. And this goes to the EU as well. And he's not wrong. And it makes me feel real bad that I don't use it more. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's very, I, I think it's super interesting to see what comes through because I think a lot of what you see in SGE are more like hidden gem type things. It's not like personal, like personal experiences with stuff, but there are a lot more interesting articles I see a lot of times. A lot of like how-tos, um, top lists and things like that. And if this is the future of Google, it's pretty strange that there's a whole section of the world that can't use it. Like, yeah, what are the think plans would, there? You would think they would want to collect as much diverse data as how do people use it as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then imagine being like a UK company trying to serve people in the US. You're at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. So great point there, Azim. All right, from Madahi Ajawada at Wissy underscore analytics on X. Um, he says, Looker Studio, new feature December 14th. You can now transpose a table to get rows of metrics for columns of dimension values. It's a welcome feature. Contrary to my trick on my blog, this built-in feature keeps each metric format below number and currency. So you can take um, some sort of chart data and transpose it right within Looker Studio. Pretty nice. Okay, and by way of Drew Cannon from AdSquire, there is a new vote that is happening with the FCC. Um, it is happening, I think it's happening when we're recording here, so on Wednesday the 20th, um, that attorneys could, uh, could say could dramatically increase potential for lawsuits against lenders, insurers, and law firms over unwanted text and calls. This rule is designed to cut back the number of sales calls that customers, uh, consumers receive. It is expected to pass, and if it does, it will open up the possibility for far more lawsuits brought under the federal law against robocalls, um, said attorneys who represent consumers and those who represent companies. So if this passes, we'll let you know next week, and we'll have at least something to report on. Usually this <laughs> next week is a little slow. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it could be really tough for people in the lead gen space in these sectors. All right. Open AI has just laid down a new framework, um, really trying to take in more safety into its AI uh, offerings. And there are basically current models and they have safety systems. And there's these frontier models that need to be hitting like a preparedness level. 
And then there are super intelligent models and they need super alignment. <laughs> so I think the big thing from this is that the board now will be able to take back any safety decisions as per this new plan that was launched on the, um, the OpenAI site. So there's the technical work that is under the um, umbrella of the preparedness team. There are recommendations from a safety, safety advisory group. The decision-making comes from leadership. And then the board of directors has the right to reverse um, decisions. So it does seem like there are some checks and balances in play here. And if anything gets too wild, where it kind of alluded that there might have been with all the Sam Altman stuff from about a month ago, yeah. um, the board of directors does seem like they can reverse those decisions. So When you say safety in AI, I just think of our story from earlier in the year when somebody asked, I think it was Bard, how to jump over a car. And it was like, oh was yeah, like you should get a running start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I, I don't know what Bard, I don't know if Bard has a safety advisory yeah, group. Yeah, Bard is not safe. Okay, and according to a new study from NewsGuard, the figure for websites hosting fake articles generated by AI is on the rise, increasing 1,100% since April of this year, which is a 144% average monthly increase. So very concerning figure. And it's just a fake article because it's generated by AI or the the content is fake? Didn't read that far ahead, Chip. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) It just said fake from NewsGuard. Okay, another study from ARXIV.org. Oh, wait. Hey, that just matched to DUI as well. Oh. Um, It says that Google's new Gemini Pro actually is not all it's cracked up to be, as the announcement made it seem like. It's lagging behind the current GPT 3.5 Turbo and um, also behind GPT 4 as well. And you can see a breakdown of all the different tasks like knowledge-based QA, reasoning, mathematics, code generation, everything like that. And Gemini Pro, looking at these metrics, is actually far behind. So that's funny, just like, I don't know how independent ARXIVDUI.org is, <laughs> but according to these models, like Gemini is way back. Yeah. They acted like it was smarter than everyone. I think it's because they just put pro at the end. Totally. And they just offended all those experts around the world, you know? Yeah, and you faked another video too. Like, I'm kind of a real Housewives of New Jersey expert. You don't know more than me, Gemini. Mm. I'd like to put you to the test. Experts of the world okay. should revolt. So that's what we need to do. We need to take our test, our Google Ads certification <laughs> test live, and then we need to put you up against uh, a bard. Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. We should do that. All right. And that's it in organic. What's happening in social, Nicole? All right. So the next stage for threads has arrived from social media today. There was news with the app now available for EU-based users, enabling millions more people to access Meta's Twitter-like platform. So initially, Threads' European launch was delayed due to EU regulations, which meant that the Threads team needed to update the platform and adhere to their new policies. But seemingly, it's all good and aligns with the new requirements. So EU users can now be on Threads. (laughs) The EU either. (laughs) 
I can't believe how much of the pushing threads on Instagram. I know every other post in my feed is like a highlight of a thread. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want this. And then I'll be like, maybe I can go see if anybody's still on Facebook. And then <laughs> everything is still threads over there. You see threads on Facebook? Oh, absolutely. Oh, all I oh, see is weird yeah. AI generated no. images of Taylor Swift. All right. Well, speaking of threads, we do have Yugi.moda from Threads sharing that Instagram added an option to disable profile picture expansion. Um, and they have a screenshot of a toggle where is, you can have it on or off. This is the first time Threads has broken news on our show. I don't know. I feel we'll like have to go is. back to the archives. I don't remember that ever happening. I and I really pay attention to the social round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is interesting. I don't know, like, how if it's your profile picture that's like publicly facing so why do you care if somebody can view uh, it yeah, in a bigger i don't know next instagram is giving users the ability to create their own quote add yours templates to the app which are meant to spark engagement based on specific parameters so you can now create reusable versions of your stories formats enabling you to put together custom quizzes and prompts based on existing and stream tools, right? And Amplify released a report that Instagram Reels outperformed all other video content across Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for advertisers. So this report found that the longer Reels between 30 to 90 seconds actually outperform all other lengths of video. But despite the popularity of Reels, brands still post way more stories on Instagram. And for what it's worth, this is my chart of the year. That nice design? Are those hearts or flowers? I, I think, think flowers. it's a logo. Oh. Well, I love it. Yeah. Mm, it's not a great chart. Okay. <laughs> All right. And on to some X news. If you've checked out the media tab on any user's ex-user's profile of late, you may have noticed that there's a new grid display format. So rather than lists of posts with media included, you can now get a better view of the various videos and images from a specific account and even sort them with filters for video, image, or GIF. And it kind of looks like Instagram's picture grid, but this isn't available for all profiles yet, but you might, you might start seeing that. I feel like that's a good change. I like it. Mm -hmm. And finally, X has been sharing sporadic and vague insights into the platform's usage and engagement. So, for instance, from sports at sports on X, they shared there have been over 4 billion posts about sports this year on X. What's your favorite? It's kind of giving Spotify wrapped vibes. Everyone's trying to be Spotify wrapped. It's <clears throat> out of control. A, that's an intern post right there. Let's see the revenue. It's like, and who cares? It's like there's a lot of posts about sports. Four billion to be exact. I mean, that's not surprising. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. I hated all of that. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of that. <laughs> Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly, see what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. This week's WTH comes from a now former Googler, Ian, a.k.a. Hicksy Hickinson. <laughs> and this is on the blog 
ln.hixie.ch. So it's just a personal blog post. It looks like there's a lot of code and sort of what uh, Hixie was doing at Google and, and some of the breakthroughs and, and work that was completed. But Hixie is no longer. And there was a post saying, reflecting on 18 years at Google. And this actually came out last month, but our shows have been long and this one's short. So we're going to finally include it here. And Hixie says, early Google was also an excellent place to work. Executives gave frank answers on a weekly basis or were candid about their inability to do so. Eric Schmidt regularly walked the whole company through the discussions of the board. Uh, Ian worked on Flutter and he said, Flutter grew in a bubble, largely insulated from the changes Google was experiencing at the same time. Google's culture eroded. Decisions went from being made for the benefit of users to the benefit of Google to the benefit of whoever was making the decision. Transparency evaporated. Where previously I would eagerly attend every company-wide meeting to learn what was happening, I found myself now able to predict the answers executives would give word for word. Today, I don't know anyone at Google who could explain what Google's vision is. Morale is at an all-time low. If you talk to therapists in the Bay Area, they <laughs> will tell you all their Google clients are unhappy with Google. What? <laughs> then this is this is somebody that left. This is such a turn. Look, I'm how just, does he know that? I'm just reporting what he's reporting. Okay, that's it. These are all legend from him. Actually, they're true from him, but a legend in real life. So. He goes on to say, then Google had layoffs. The layoffs were an unforced error driven by a short-sighted drive to ensure the stock price would keep growing quarter to quarter. Instead of following Google's erstwhile strategy of prioritizing long-term success, even if that led to short-term losses, the very essence of don't be evil. The effects of layoffs are insidious. Whereas people might focus on the user, at least their company, trusting that doing the right thing will eventually be rewarded, even if it's not strictly part of their assigned duties. After a layoff, people can no longer trust that their company has their back and they dramatically dial back any risk-taking. Responsibilities are guarded jealously. And it goes on to say, knowledge is hoarded because making oneself irreplaceable is the only lever one has to protect themselves from future layoffs. I see all of this at Google now. The lack of trust in management is reflected by management no longer showing trust in the employees either in the form of inane corporate policies. In 20, uh, 2004, Google's founders famously told Wall Street, Google is not a conventional company. We do not intend to become one. But that Google is no more. This is pretty wild, yeah. right? And he didn't say I said that. But... <laughs> I was reading this like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're like writing all this. Stuff. I just think it really took a turn. Like, the I think if you talk part. to the therapist in the Bay Area, <laughs> they would say like, HIPAA, I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not gonna say that. And then he goes on and like roasts this one leader there too. And I can mm -hmm. read that if you want. Sure. Okay. So he says, many of these problems with Google today stem from a lack of visionary leadership from Sundar Pichai and his clear lack of interest in maintaining the cultural norms of early Google. A symptom of this is the spreading of contingent 
A symptom of this is the spreading contingent of inept middle management. Take Janine Banks. <gasps> calls her out. Says, her department nominally has a strategy, but I couldn't leak it if I wanted to. I literally could never figure out what any part of it meant, even after years of hearing her describe it. Her understanding of what her teams are doing is minimal at best. <laughs> she frequently makes requests that are completely incoherent and inapplicable. She treats engineers as commodities in a way that is dehumanizing, reassigning people against their will that have no relationship with their skill set. She is completely unable to receive constructive feedback, quote, as in, she literally doesn't even acknowledge it. I hear other teams who have leaders more politi politically savvy than I have learned how to, quote, handle her to keep her off their backs, feeding her just the right information at the right time. Having seen Google at its best, I find this new reality depressing. Janine. Pixie. <laughs> she must have been his boss, right? I think she like overseen some flutter stuff, but... Uh -huh. I, I forget it. We've had this in here for, for forever and our shows have gone long. But just looking at this from somebody like that was there in like mm -hmm. 2005 mm -hmm. and now is out the door seems like, and, and I think a lot of the stuff we've seen, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've seen a lot of that stuff where it was saying like, is if you have innovation, even if it leads to short-term losses, like that's fine. We're trying to grow a better product. Mm -hmm. And that is completely out the door with what we, especially what we've seen with the DOJ stuff, where it's like, we have to hit, we have high paid people that are looking for bonuses in the Silicon um, Valley location. They need to hit their bonuses. Let's shake the cushions, right? Like that really does not seem like it echoes what it was like in 2005. Yeah. So if you are interested in reading that, it is ln.hixie.ch. Or you can check out all of our stories over on community.marketingclock.com or newsletter.marketingclock.com. What do you think Kixie did at Google? Because this site is like not mobile friendly. <laughs> He's like a developer of like of, of like development tool, like Flutter, like development protocols and stuff like that. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. For me this week, this is niche. I was in Microsoft Ads Editor. I was trying to copy ad groups from one campaign into another campaign. I would copy them in, they wouldn't show. Then I'd try to copy them in again, and it would say this ad group is already in the campaign. So it was in there, I just couldn't see it. But when I publish the changes, they would go online. So if you can work blindly, you can like get around this weird bug, but not ideal. Hate it. Hardly working. Nicole, what about you? For me, working hard is Google Sheets cell history. I did not know that if you right-clicked on a cell, you could see the cell history and all the changes and people who made the changes. It's super helpful. That's cool. And for me, I was looking at something with Shep here. And I saw a Google column of changes. Oh. I didn't know you could do, I consider me stupid. I didn't know you could see changes. And then when you set your time parameters within Google Ads, you can see how many changes were made within a certain campaign, which is helpful, right? Yeah. If you're like, hey, this thing really performance dropped off a cliff 
and there's no changes in there, that's like, that gives you a lot of information. Um, yeah, right? I didn't like, think about it with that. Yeah. Or if you're like, hey, the performance dropped off a cliff and there were a ton of changes. Like that's actually something super helpful where you can like go to a certain time frame and then pull up your changes column and see what happened during given time. Yeah. But it is like everything. So if you added like 500 negative country mm-hmm. targets, it would say there's 500 yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I yeah. never really thought it's of like as a using that as a tool. And now it's like in my brain, it's like, let's pull this up when we're auditing something or looking at it and see like maybe there's just nothing that's happened here for a while and you're going to have different information that way. Yeah. I love that one. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. All right. This week's cool tool is the BERT Semantic Interlinker app version two brought to you by LeeFoot at LeeFoot SEO on X. Semantically interlink pages using sentence transformers and make logical connections to pages that will please your users and increase revenue. So for example, if you take the page HP Original Ink, use this tool and it'll match to the following related pages like printer ink, printers, printer paper. And as always, we'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord, newsletter.marketingoclock.com and community.marketingoclock.com. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week is from Ad Exchanger by way of Anthony Higman. Higman Higman says, good article on the current state of Google. Make similar points that I've made that Google is oversaturating their the marketplace because they have already acquired all the customers. Now, the only thing they can do is to continue to oversaturate the marketplace and or get people to buy into AI and get cloud revenue. And Ad Exchanger has a couple banger paragraphs. One saying, searching for revenue. Google monetizes ad space by targeting consumers who have searched for terms that indicate intent to buy products or services, such as where to lease a Nissan Rogue, best snowblower, Disney World deals, and so on. For years, new users brought a fresh supply of query-driven ad space. Increasing spend coincided with an increased supply of search behavior. Meanwhile, prices in Google's ad space auction stayed relatively stable with supply and demand growth. With no additional supply of these queries and continued new demand from advertisers, the prices spent per user and query continue to rise. Something we're seeing. CPCs are going up. For sure. In some cases, they're going down, mainly due to PMAX, demand gen, some of the junk placements and stuff like that. I added all that in. That wasn't Ad Exchanger. <clears throat> okay. So Ad Exchanger goes on to say peak Google question mark. With very few potential users left to acquire and inflation cooling off, it appears that Google is reaching a peak state with its advertising business. This explains the increasing dependence on new revenue sources outside of advertising, such as Google Cloud, which were highlighted during the company's recent Q3 earnings call. As Google continues to mine other form of advertising monetization, media companies are beginning to rebuff further encroachment. TakeNet's recent lawsuit alleging that Google controls how publishers sell their ad slots and it forces publishers to sell growing shares of that ad space to Google at depressed prices. Um, it goes on to say more 
I'll say one more. The, the final part of this was saying, even if Google reinvents itself to be fairer to advertisers and publishers, regulators should have the final say in what the company looks like going forward. It's the best path forward for industry at large. And I think something that people continually miss when you're making these arguments is when you look at every new product that comes out from Google, it's Google owned and operated sites. Pmax, the Manjun, they're purposefully taking money out of the pockets of AdSense publishers mm -hmm. and keeping it in house, which makes sense for them. Yeah. But it also doesn't make sense for the pitch of AdSense. Yeah. Right. You're like, you're like, oh, hey, you can get on this, this network. This is where all the advertisers are. There needs to be a better AdSense. I don't know how somebody in the world isn't taking this space. This is like the most clear, concise move away from giving publishers money. Mm -hmm. It's a, like the article says, it's a move. There's no more. There's not more search queries happening. They need to figure out ways to keep money inside for themselves. Why isn't there a different solution for that? And then, yeah, that's what these new things do is they'll be like, oh, Performance Max has some search in it, but it also has a ton of Google owned operated in there too. Yeah. That's junk. And you see like a bunch of the other placements that they do happen, like search partners is absolute garbage, <laughs> garbage. I don't know. I never thought about that. They're doing AdSense, but not like search or uh, they're doing search partners, but not like AdSense placements for a bunch of those. Yes. That's kind of like, what. well, if you th like try to get in their mind, right? If you're like, Hey, I've got all this money to spend. I want somebody to implement my code so that they don't have a search function. Like if you go to Breitbart right now, and you put in a search and you type in your company's name, if you have search partners on, you're gonna see an ad there, right? So for that, they're adding inventory that wouldn't be mm -hmm. possible before. And then a lot of people have that automatically turned on. You're probably paying a little bit less for search partners, mm -hmm. but if they can take that click or that cost or that budget, move it off of Google to a different search partner, that's not like hindering that specifically. But if you're talking about display, or something like that. Now they're like, well, the display is going to be on Gmail or YouTube, or it's going to be these these hybrid ad types that keeps that money there. So one of them is sort of like, hey, instead of Breitbart just having a search on their site, let's make it Google powered. We'll yeah. put some of the money that people would have spent on Google. And we'll move it over there, and then we'll still have people lining up for Google. It's like it kind of makes sense. I don't know. For Maybe my brain is web. fried, but this is just yeah. like how I see it. I'm like, I'm like Charlie from Always Sunny in mm -hmm. Philadelphia, piecing everything together. It makes sense for Google, not for like the World Wide Web, you know? Well, no, I would even say this doesn't make sense for Google if Long we're talking about Google 2033. Yeah. This makes sense for Google 2023. And I think that's, again, to the Hixie part, that's the thing that's, it's got to be super disheartening when you're taking money out of the pockets of people making news, right? Like more people, there's, I, I'm sure of this, there's more new PMAX campaigns, I don't have a fact on this, than there are new display campaigns in 2023. Mm -hmm. PMAX campaigns are owned and operated. Display campaigns 
give money to publishers, mm-hmm. right? And then again, what the assumption is is Pmax works great now. It's going to be like search, and all of a sudden, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. At one point, exact match meant exact match. Now, exact match TWOXDUI, right? <laughs> we know this. Like we know where it's going. So, okay. <laughs> that's it that's all I got but if you want all these articles newsletter.marketingclock.com or community.marketingclock.com and now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to you can head over to playlist.marketingclock.com to listen to marketing a playlist Nicole what will you be adding this week I will be adding 1130 by Duckworth I will be adding okay I have been loving this Spotify playlist called Christmas Jazz <laughs> it's really nice and I like the Christmas song by Samara Joy. Greg, you seem unprepared. Definitely unprepared. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Runaway by Kanye West. Can I say that? Can I can I put a Kanye song in there? I think if it's old Kanye. It's old Kanye. Yeah, I think that's fine. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Runaway by Kanye West and Pusha T. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. We miss you already. We can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Hack, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. So we're playing everyone's favorite game. In all honesty, we didn't prepare for this. No, <laughs> it's, it's the best. Nobody else is working this week. Right. So we are going to go around the table and share our New Year's resolutions for 2024. Okay. Do you want me to get things started? I only really have one. So I think we need to like workshops and like everybody like improve on each other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you want me to start? Sure. So for me, I'm going to try to stop buying things on my phone. Because so, so this is this is my favorite part. Sidebar here, she didn't say she's gonna stop buying things on her phone. Start trying. Start trying. <laughs> That's how you know it's gonna work, right? It's not like oh, I'm gonna stop doing this. No, I'm gonna start trying to stop. simply thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what the problem is? You just buy too much stuff. Yeah, and like sometimes. A purchase needs a little bit more consideration than the five seconds it takes to like double click for Apple Pay. You know, last uh, bad purchase from your phone well, was what? It's not bad, but I'll. It, I'm bad on Amazon with like household things. I'll like forget I ordered paper towels and order more. But I guess I'm gonna use the paper towels anyway. But it's just getting a little out of hand. Yeah, I hear you. Or I buy things like in the wrong size. Those hundred dollar jeans I bought in the wrong size. That was a phone purchase. Wait, I thought you love those jeans. I do, but. <laughs> They just happen to fit in the size smaller. Okay. So humble brag. That's what I want to. No, they were stretchy. <laughs> that's what I want to work on. It doesn't sound like a bad purchase. That. Okay. okay, but it could have been terrible. They were non-refundable. Oh yeah, that's. Oh bad. yeah. Okay. Well, that's so brave of you. So the only resolution I have currently, I need to maybe think of some more. So help out. I need to figure out how to walk on my hands for eighteen yards. Is this a? It's a, is I have this a, a genius on my soccer team oh. who does gymnastics, and I said, I by the end of the year, I'll be able to walk on my hands. She just walks her hands, does flips mm-hmm. and stuff. It's hard. Can you do a handstand, just a handstand 
in the same place. Not really. It's coarse. Let me try. Let me try here. I probably break something. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's see. You're trying again. Oh, <laughs> one more time. <laughs> that one almost ended in disaster. You need to practice on a mat. Okay, so that's my my resolution. Yeah, you're like the person on the office whose resolution was just cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you okay. have anything, Nicole? Yeah, so my resolution is to not fall asleep during a movie. Good luck. <laughs> that is so okay. easy. I, can I can I can I make a recommendation? Yeah. On like pro level starting your journey. Mm-hmm. Watch the movie on Netflix, Leave the World Behind. If you make it through this movie without falling asleep, you've passed the year. Your resolution you can just check it off. Why? Because it's so engaging it would be hard to fall asleep. It is the least engaging movie oh. you've ever seen. See, I'm going to be asleep even quicker than I usually am. That movie, everybody, it has like so so many positive reviews. I've never seen a worse movie in my life. I, I've never been more furious either. What's its Rotten Tomato score? 75. How do you know? I looked it up. I'm like, do people think this movie is good? I, these critics are like... It's an amazing look at what could happen if we take the wrong turns. It's like, no, no. Nobody's prepared. The world's ending. You're like losing your kids. You're just boozing the whole time. These are not things you do when the world's ending. Oh, I don't think I want to watch this. Nicole, you just need to be more like me and have crippling anxiety. And then you'll never be able to sleep. So my New Year's resolution is to work on my construction skills because I just bought a house. Whoa, congrats. When did you buy a house? Uh, Officially, the loan went through yesterday. So we agreed to purchase it about a month and a half ago. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Great job, tools. I got a bunch. You can borrow them. Mm Ah, awesome. That's a (laughs) lot of work. I think you should have a resolution to like meet a good contractor because it's all about who you know. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that work yourself. You're going to hurt my hand. Doing work on your house? No, oh, doing, doing a handstand. Hand now you can't help Tapes with his construction I work. I can't. I'm out. I'm sorry, Tables. That's terrible. Okay. okay, yeah. I need to go to bed earlier. Mm-hmm. What time do you usually go to bed? Um, I want to go to bed early, but like it ends up being midnight. And then um, we still have our six-month-old in our room, and she wakes up as soon as we walk in. So then it's like 1 a.m. Hmm. It's and then what terrible. What time do you wake up? Um, depends on the day. Six thirty, seven. It's hard. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. I've been going to bed at like one thirty. It's real bad. <laughs> I'm just Yikes. doing too much. But maybe I just need to watch more of the movies you're watching. So if you could make some recommendations, that would help. I'll send some over. Anyone else have a good one? That's like it for. Oh, I guess my resolution is not be so skinny. Oh, yeah, you should really work on that. Body shame by this one over here. <laughs> Actually, body shame, publicly body shame me today. What do you mean on X? Yeah. About your height? No, you call me skinny. That's a compliment, Greg. Mm-hmm. We live in the age of Ozempic. A lot of people mm-hmm. want to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Just accept it. I don't see that as saying that's a compliment. It is. Say, <sighs> tall and skinny? Yeah, I think you want to be like tall and like swole, like, mm-hmm. gen- like yoked. No, I think you okay, have some Okay, maybe I need to get yoked in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Not swole, I want to be yoked, for the record. Yes. I don't think that'll help with your handstand necessarily, but we can see. I actually might not be able to pick anything up, so it might be hard to get yoked, at least in <laughs> Q1 here. 
Okay, Tabes, do you have any more resolutions? Yes, I have one more resolution. I am going to try to catch up on as much sleep as possible. Because Why? <laughs> in March, my wife and I are expecting our first child together. Congrats, Tables. That Thank is so you. exciting, Tabes. We're I thrilled know. for you. Little so, coffee tapes coming into the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got everything going here in 2024. We got the house. We got the the child, and I also have a stepson, and he's going to be loving life as well. It's so, all happening. But tell everyone him. about your stepson's reaction to the gender, because it's my favorite story ever. He was he was kind of pissed. <laughs> I'm not. It was a girl. We're expecting a girl, and he was really expecting a brother, and uh, it took him like a week to get over it. <laughs> now he's excited. So lots happening next year. We hope you'll join us there. We'll see you next. It's not next year yet. So we've got a lot happening next year, and we still have one more week to prepare for it. So we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked.